Welcome back to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of Holy Family in St. Lawrence here in Duluth, Minnesota. I'm your host, Daniel Rota. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, with me, I have Father Ryan Rabbits, like always. Uh, Father Ryan, it's a be- beautiful, kind of chilly October day. How are you doing? It is. It's a beautiful, chilly October day. It got below freezing last night, and yeah. there was, there's frost on my window uh, of my car this morning, so... It's that time of year. Yep. Get the coats out, folks. Get the hats out. Yep, yep. I, I saw, I saw uh, a kid waiting for the bus without a coat on today. I was like, it is, you got to get a coat on, but it is getting cold. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to this couple last night. I was doing marriage prep with them, and they came in. and So we were talking about the weather and deer hunting coming up and stuff. Um, but I asked them, I said, do you remember the Halloween storm in 1991? They both looked at me and they're like, "Father, we weren't even alive." And you know, I was like, "Oh boy," yeah. <laughs> it was one of those like, "I'm getting older," you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I've I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, but you weren't I'm around, were party. you? You're in that party, Mama yeah. Mia. Yeah. Uh, my my mom was pregnant with my sister at the time, so she always talks about it. Yeah, I remember it. I mean, I wasn't that old. I was 11 then, but I still I remember I remember yeah. it very clearly. <laughs> um. Well, we're excited to bring you guys this this podcast. We're we're doing something kind of a little bit differently. We're starting a series uh, this week, so we're going to start a three part series about um, the saints and kind of how like you know, just how the saints uh, kind of interact with us here on Earth. Um, coming up here on Friday is uh, All Saints Day, um, so that's a, it's a big day in the church. It's a holy day of obligation. So uh, now you know. Um, and so it, we thought, you know, what a better time uh, to start talking about the saints than during All Saints Day, you know, kind of following the liturgical calendar with it. Um, so that's kind of a segue into what's going on this week. So I'll probably throw it up to you, Father, to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so this week we've got the All Saints party on Thursday night. So last year it was the first time the sisters had put this on. The handmaids uh, put it on, and it's from 6 to 8 o'clock at St. Lawrence. And the idea is you're invited to heaven so come dressed as a saint, um, and the sisters have games set up for the kids and candy and prizes and stuff like that. We'll have adoration going on through the whole thing, so if you want to come into the church, at 7.30 we'll all come into the church and we'll, we'll spend some time in adoration and we'll do benediction. Um, but it is this idea of like kind of reclaiming the holiday a bit, um, that it's just not about goblins and ghouls and all that kind of stuff, but reclaiming it for what it truly is, and that it's the eve of all saints, and... And then on the second is all souls. And so it's, it's claiming it for heaven because that's really what, what All Saints is about. It's about celebrating heaven. And so we do that in a fun way on Halloween night here. Um, we had a, people of all ages came last year <laughs> um, dressed up. It was, it was a lot of fun to just see all the different ages and the creativity with the, with the costumes um, of different saints. And you learned about different saints just by going up to people and like, who, who are you? <laughs> So I've got a plan um, at the staff meeting this morning. You said you're going to be there, so yeah, oh yeah, I'll be there. I have no idea <laughs> who I'm going to go <laughs> as yet. Uh, I haven't really thought about it, but um, I will today because I have to. <laughs> That's good. You better start planning. <laughs> so it's fun. The sisters come at least last year. The sisters were came up with some really creative costumes too. They were a lot of fun in their yeah. their costumes too. So. It's a great thing, and then, of course, on Friday is the Feast of All Saints, and as you mentioned, it's a Holy Day of Obligation, and so um, uh, we have Masses at 8 o'clock at St. Lawrence in the morning, and then 7 p.m. down at Holy Family, um, which we're typically doing with our 
Holy Days of Obligation is that wherever the regular morning mass would be, that's going to be still there, and then it would be at the other parish in the evening, usually at 7. So it's kind of our new routine when it comes to the Holy Days of Obligation, typically. The only one that's a little different ends up being December 1st, or January 1st, because we realize people maybe stayed up till midnight, so yeah, we adjust yeah. those times <laughs> a little bit. So, Nonetheless, yeah, All Saints on Friday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is you know a really... Uh, a really great week, I think, for uh, the church. I mean, there's been a lot of really awesome, you know, saints. Um, their their feast days in like the last month, you know, kind of September, October is a pretty big month for some for some some saints. Um, and then kind of coming to this, you know, All Saints Day. Um, so yeah, that's just something that we want to talk about is talk about the saints. Um, you know, start starting this this three part series. Um, and so today we're going to kind of focus more on some of the just, I guess, uh, like, kind of just info about, like, what's the church's tradition with saints, uh, how, like, how can, how can they help us, and kind of get into the question of, like, well, do we worship saints? Because some, you know, some people might say that Catholics worship saints, and so we want to talk about that. <laughs> so um, I think I would just first start off, uh, Father Ryan, with why is All Saints Day a holy day of obligation? Like, why is something about, because most of the Holy Day of Obligations are something, you know, about Mary or maybe different, different kind of feasts involving other Mary or Jesus, right? Um, and so this is one, I, th- I think, like, the one of the only ones that doesn't involve them, right? Um, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to take us a step back here, right? Oh, sure. We haven't prayed yet. We haven't prayed yet. So here's, a, this is yeah. good, good little lesson. Like, sometimes, you know, maybe you get halfway into a meal and you're like, hey, we, we forgot to pray. Like, it's good to, like, stop and go, okay, wait a minute. We forgot something, so yeah. Let's let's pray. Let's pray, and then we'll get into the saints. All right, and then we'll get into saints. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to to share in in faith and to share in holiness. We ask for your grace and your blessing upon all those that will listen to this um, and share in this this week. We just ask for your blessing upon them um, in any of their struggles or stresses, their anxieties or worries or or crosses that you've you've placed in their life. Lord, just be close to them and. Unite yourself to them and give them the grace to unite themselves to you. Lord, we praise and glorify you and we celebrate the graces and the goodness that you, you give to us. Lord, allow us in this week of this, this great time to celebrate the saints, to, to be inspired to, to sanctity ourselves and to know that, it, that we can and, and should and, and the goodness in that, Lord, and the beauty in that. Lord, pour forth with an abundance um, your grace upon us right now in our conversation about your beloved ones in heaven and upon us. We pray all this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. All right. Well, so, so give me your question again really quick. Yeah. So, so <laughs> saints, I think we want to start, kind of start off with um, just why, why is something, um, why is All Saints Day a holy day of obligation? Like what's so important about this day? It's a day in which we recognize all of heaven. So it's a culmination of all of the saints. Um, and ultimately, you know, what a saint is, is it's somebody who's in heaven. I mean, period. You know, and we certainly, we canonize saints, which we can talk about another time, but um, so we recognize that we have proof or evidence and have affirmation that there's no doubt this person lived a holy life and is also living in the glory of God. But we know that there's others too, you know, our family members and our friends. Um, it's certainly a celebration of all of heaven. And so it's a day in which we as a church throughout the world um, come to Mass because 
at Mass is where heaven and earth meet uh, in the Eucharist. And so because we celebrate ultimately heaven on All Saints Day, we have an obligation to come and celebrate that because it's our ultimate goal. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's a, such an important and good day. Why do we use saints in our faith? I guess that, that's probably not the way I wanted to word that, but, okay. but yeah. like why, why are the saints something that the church kind of instituted? Yep. So one of the things, like, so I was looking in the catechism here, you know, and kind of seeing what we can pull out of the catechism to share with people too. And, you know, when you go to the catechism and you look up saints, do you know what it says to do? No. It says, see holiness. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is. Like the catechism itself doesn't like give you these things about the saints. It actually says, no, go look about holiness, and that's where the saints are. Yeah. So if you go to your catechism in the back, the index, you're going to go to saints. It's going to direct you towards holiness, which is beautiful, I think. And then, it, it, you know, some of the categories in it, it says all Christians called to holiness um, entails asceticism. God wants man to be glorified, taught by the church. And then it gets into a, another subcategory of saints themselves. And it says, saints and the Holy Spirit's activity in the church, saints and the Holy Spirit's activity in men, saints as companions in prayer, saints as example of Christian holiness, saints as patrons, saints on the communion of the saints, intercession of the saints, significance of canonization. The saints point us toward holiness. And they're models for us of what it means to live a holy life and to live a life of holiness. And they're also models for us to aspire to be where they are in, in full holiness within the beatific vision, which is the vision of God as God, right, in heaven. And so in a big way, they're, they're models for us and inspiration for us, like at the core. And so we celebrate them because they're examples to us. You know, I was thinking about it this morning. And it, I, the analogy of baseball came into my head because I think it's, you know, I'm watching yeah. watching World, World Series at least scores and stuff. You know, I'm just tracking what's going on and stuff. And as a kid, I loved baseball. So think of sports. As a kid, I looked up to certain baseball players, and you tried to model yourself off of the best baseball player, right? Yeah, yep. And so, you know, for me, like Kent Herbeck, Kirby Puckett, you know, those guys were like my models. Like, I wanted to be like them, you know? Um, there was a point where I wanted to play second base like Chuck Knobloch, you know? Um, so you model yourself as a youngster after these heroes and these, these big-time players that are really, really good at it. The Saints are kind of like that for us. They are. They're the professionals. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who really, really, really fully did this and did it in an extraordinary way, just like a professional sports player. Like a professional baseball player plays baseball in an extraordinary way. Yeah. Right? So I got to think about that. Like, that's how the saints inspire us. So we try to model our situation in life to model that, right? So here's what the church needs, right? And this is the dynamic of all saints in many ways. The church needs... And the world needs little league players. Communities need little league players. They need legion ball players. They need college players, right? There's different levels at which we're called to like share in the game. And yeah, I may never be canonized or you know, like I may I'm never gonna be put in the baseball hall of fame. But I had something to share with the game of baseball in my local community where I was growing up, right? 
It's the same in our lives of holiness. I have something to share in, in my part of the game, in my part of the world, and it may not be known by everybody, so I may not be the Kirby Pocket Hall of Fame kind of person, right, in terms of that. But it doesn't mean that my role isn't important in my local community where I am and having an impact on the game, and, and that's important. Does that make sense? Is that analogy yeah. work? Because it's like a yeah. new analogy for me, so it's the first time I've been talking about it. I was yeah. thinking about it this morning, like, hey, we all need to play our role. And, you know, it may be, you know, yeah, you may only be the, you know, Dale Jago is the coach of Denfield, right? He's not the coach of the Wild or the Bulldogs, but we need Dale, right? Coach and Denfeld, because they're important too. And there's something about adding to the game. And sometimes, as we add to the game locally, a, a superstar arises out of our community, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, Neil Pionk, right? He's playing in the NHL now, right? He's kind of this superstar that came out of our hockey programs, for instance. Same, too, in our lives as saints as a parish. Like, we got to be just playing our role of holiness. So the saints are important because they model it for us. And then we, we, we strive to live in our role um, as them as a model. Yeah, I may not be able to hit like Kirby Puckett, but I can learn some things from Kirby Puckett about how I can hit mm -hmm. in the game that I am playing in, right? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So that's yes. an analogy that I was thinking about uh, concerning the importance of the saints, particularly as they are role models of holiness for us. Yeah, and I, I love that analogy. I was, I was thinking about that yesterday, <laughs> that exact same analogy really? with, with baseball. Yeah, because for me, like it was Torrey Hunter. Like, okay. you know, in baseball, yep. but, you know, I played outfield when I was a kid, and so I was like, oh, Torrey Hunter, he's a man, and I want to be like Torrey Hunter, you know. And, 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 yeah, you think about how, like, yeah, I'm – I'm never going to be like Torrey Hunter, <laughs> like his skills. But then, you know, I look at, okay, well, what are some other, like, what are the saints that I look up to, you know? Like, and you use that. I think that that analogy is perfect, you know? And, and you kind of think about, okay, All Saints Day, it's kind of like when they celebrate the Hall of Fame every year for baseball, you know? all It's, it's just a day to think about who has gone before and, Kind of look at the whole group, right? The role that, that they've played, how, how they've kind of changed the game. Yep. You know, and, and you, you look today, you know, this, this upcoming Friday to just be like, man, all these people who have gone before, who have ran the race, right? Where there was uh, um, the, uh, uh, one of the, the, one the, the readings, yeah. Readings, um, or is it a coming or something yep. like that? It was, it's, it's around this time. And so just think about like, you know, they, they have ran the race. Uh, they have they have played the game and they've finished well. Yep. And so, um, yeah. The show said it's possible, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And because sometimes you know Jesus can be that model for us. Yep. But sometimes it, it's easy in our humanity just to see his godliness and not his humanity. Yep. <laughs> and so to be able to look and see like, okay, here's you know um, here's this saint or here's this saint um, who've walked before. You know, there's uh, Blessed Solanus Casey who's you know he lived in Superior for however many years working at the the prison there. And so it's just cool to be like, no, there's actually someone who is on his way to being canonized a saint in our church who, is, who has lived in right here, right here where, where, where we do, and only, what, 100-some years ago. And yep. so I always use the example, too, like, of, you know, St. John Paul II is a great priestly example, but St. John Vianney, too, is for many of us. Mm -hmm. And it, I always say, you know, I'm not called to be John Vianney. But what St. John Vianney did is he lived his priesthood out in a, in a, in a spectacular way. And so that, that calls me on to, to ask for the grace and to strive to live 
as a priest in a spectacular way, according to who I am, which is what the saints really do, is that I would say the saints truly lived out who they truly are in the heart of God, and they lived that out in a, in a really heroic way. Um, so I'm called to do that, you know? I think sometimes we look at these holy saints and we think, well, I'm never going to make the majors, so forget it, right? Mm-hmm. Or I don't have that, so no. You have to discover where God has called you and what you're called to, just like they did, and then live that out. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's great. I love that analogy. I think that's something a lot of people will be able to, you know, resonate with. Especially um, as they're a model for us, because they're yeah. not just a model, but we, we, we seek their intercession, too. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's kind of what I want to transition to talking about, because, yeah, like, how how can we actually, like, use the saints? Because, obviously, one, we can, you know, see them and model, like, our lives after them. Um, but how in a very, like, you know, um, like, in it, you know, we, we always kind of talk about, like, asking the saints for intercession, you know. Um, and to some ways... And to other maybe uh, denominations, that looks that comes off as um, worshiping saints. And sometimes we talk about like, or people will people talk about, oh well, you Catholics, you worship saints. And so I think talking a little bit about like how kind of practically we actually use saints, we ask for their their intercession and how we're not worshiping them. Yeah. So I think two things with this. Okay, let's talk first because it's a little bit of a transition. Of we look to them as models. So we just talked mm-hmm. about that. So people will say, you know, and I've had a lot of Protestant friends, especially when I was younger, you know, I had a lot of um, evangelical friends who really challenged me on this. Um, and they were some of my best friends. Because they're like, well, you have idols, you know, because you have these statues and you have pictures, right, of these, these saints. Aren't you setting them up as idols? No. Because our disposition towards the statue is just a reminder. So this is, the, this is what I always use. I always ask, well, do you have a picture of a family member up in your house? Maybe a, a family member who's even died. Um, do you have a picture of somebody you admire in your wallet? Um, when I was in high school, it was like, uh, you have a Michael Jordan poster up. Why do you have a Michael Jordan poster up? Well, because Michael Jordan inspires you. And it's a reminder, and it's an inspiration just to see an image of him. And it keeps you, like, picking up the basketball in the morning. It's the first thing when you get up and, you know, throwing it in the air a few times or whatever. Same thing with images of saints, right? They're images to keep in the forefront a memory of them and a reminder of them. And pictures tell stories as well. So it's not a worshiping of the statue itself, but it's a reminder that we can go before and, and re- remind ourselves of these people. You know, I have pictures of my grandfathers and other loved ones that I have passed away close at hand so I don't forget them because the lessons they taught me were, were big and I want to remember those lessons and a picture of them helps me remember that so that's one of the reasons that we have so many images of saints and they're so important um, and so we go to those images then too and we do then ask for their intercession we pray to them now I'm going to say to pray is to ask it's to plead it's to you know I might come to you and say, Daniel, I pray you help me with this, right? So it's an understanding like, well, what does that word mean? Oftentimes we think of prayer, especially in American society, and we just use that word as like prayer is worship, you know? Well, mm-hmm. prayer is multifaceted. So we certainly don't worship the saints. We seek their intercession and ask for their prayers. How do we do that? How is that possible? So this is the second part, right? Their intercession. How do they intercede for us? We believe as a church, and this is in the catechism as well, right? 
that we're part of the mystical body of Christ. And the mystical body involves those here on earth, souls that are in the purgative state on their way to heaven, and souls that are in heaven in the full communion and full holiness with God, okay? We believe that the mystical body has a union together, that we share in this communion with one another. So we can pray for each other. Two things on that. One is a lot of people will experience the or have experienced this need like inside to suddenly like pray for somebody, right? Have you ever experienced that? Like, yeah. I feel like I need to pray for somebody. Or you feel like I need to reach out to this person. And you call and you find out like, yeah, th- that, that, that was inspired. Yeah. The Holy Spirit does that in us, right? I always, whenever I talk about this anywhere, I always talk about my sister, Michelle. Like she, she, she's in tune with the Holy Spirit and particularly to intercede for people. And there's times where she just is spot on, inspired, knows exactly what to be praying for, but she has no idea what's going on in my life or somebody else's life. But she's, the Holy Spirit puts it on her heart. She follows it. And a lot of times it's right on, right? So the closer we are with God and the Holy Spirit, the more we're going to have those inclinations, right? People get that. A person who's in heaven, in full holiness, not, 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 not drugged down by any kind of sin, and that's in full union with the Holy Spirit in heaven, can fully be inspired to know what's going on in our lives and the pleadings that we cry out sometimes, and they can pray for us because they're before the throne of God in constant worship and in constant intercession for the rest of us who are trying to get there. That, to me, it just makes sense um, when we talk about it in, in terms of the Holy Spirit. Here's the other thing. Well, how do we have communion with them? They don't know anything about us. One, it's the Holy Spirit, right? The other thing is, is and this is the example I, I, I use often, and so a lot of people have heard me talk about this, and it's a good thing to logically work through with people that are challenging how they intercede. It's about the presence of God. I believe where two or three are gathered, right? In, in Jesus' name, God is present, right? Mm-hmm. So we could say God is present here with us right now. And you can ask somebody, do you believe that God is present when you are praying to him? Yeah. Well, you know, almost everybody that prays would say, yeah, I believe God is present. Okay. So he's not distant, right? He's here. He's present. Yeah. Okay. Those that are in heaven, they're before the presence of God eternally, right? They're with God eternally. Yeah? Okay. So if God is with us and they're with God, there's a communion that we have in the presence of God. So there's still a communion of love because we all share as members of the body of Christ. They're eternally fully sanctified and redeemed, fully justified by the blood of Jesus, right? In heaven now. They're in full communion with the Lord Jesus. We're striving towards that, right? But we're in the presence of Christ. That's why adoration, too, is so beautiful because it's where heaven and earth meet in this beautiful sacrament we're given because it's the presence of God. And with the presence of God comes all of heaven comes the saints as well. So we're able to go, I need you to pray for me. Just like I might turn to anybody else and say, I need you to pray for me. Because we have a communion in Jesus Christ. We have a communion in Jesus Christ with those that are in heaven and with those here on earth. So it, it's just logical if you carry it out when we talk about what we actually believe. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's this dynamic of the saints 
being in communion with us. They still love us, and we can love them, <laughs> you know, because we're part of the mystical body of Christ. And the saints in heaven, we can't, we can't think that they're like this separate community. No, we are one body in Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whether we're in heaven or we're here on earth tr- striving towards heaven. So I get excited thinking about it because we share in a community of people that's so much larger than we realize. It's one of the beautiful things about being Catholic. Like this whole dynamic of the mystical body of Christ, it's it's beautiful. And that's the dynamic of all the saints, you know? Yeah, yeah, and and to think about, you know, 2,000 two th- two years of history of our church um, and going back to all, you know, from the biggest names to yep. to the I mean you can kind of you can kind of say you know the the canonized saints maybe the the capital S saints yep and then just just those you know those fa- friends and family that are that have have made it to heaven who you know maybe not, may not be canonized um, but just thinking that like you know kind of the the uh, church triumphant yeah is that what they what, what yeah church triumphant yeah. what we call it um, just like everyone who is in heaven is like you know that that's such you know going back two thousand years and then even you know, past that, um, like there's there, there's so many people who um, are praying for us, um, and to, to to think about like that at like a larger, co- you know, to yep. think think about like that community, and you know, we're even having like our year of community, so even just bringing that into it, I think it, it's a game changer. It is a game changer. One last point, because I know we're we're coming up on time here, and I've got a marriage prep I got to get to. <laughs> um, in Rome, I used to give the Scavi tours, which is the, you go down in the excavation below St. Peter's, and you actually get to go to the tomb of St. Peter. So there's all this different stuff that happened in terms of when Con- Constantine allowed them to build the basilica, the Romans were allowed to bring their loved ones out and because b- it was built over an ancient cemetery. So they moved their loved ones out to other cemeteries. The Christians actually ended up moving their loved ones into this cemetery, so they would be buried close to the tomb um, of St. Peter. There's an inscription that they found down there. <coughs> so this would have been about fourth century where they're writing this, right? So we see that in the early Christians, there was a couple of things they were practicing. One is the veneration of the relics of saints. Because they're bringing their loved ones to be buried close to St. Peter and they're going to his tomb, there's something significant about our body because we believe in the resurrection mm-hmm. and that it, there is a holiness to it and so there's something about being connected still in that way. So they're, they're practicing that already, the veneration of the, the saints' bodies. In the inscription on the wall, it says, Peter, pray for the holy men, the holy Christian men, buried near your body. So they're doing two things in that statement. They're seeking the intercession of St. Peter, and they're praying for the dead. So on, on November 2nd, it's All Souls Day. We, we pray for our loved ones that they can fully get to heaven through the grace of Jesus, right? Um, so that reference, look it up on, on Google or on the internet, and you'll probably be able to find it. It's a great reference, and we have lots of those, where the early church is seeking the intercession of the saints, and they're also praying for the dead. This is not something new or that, like it was a medieval makeup or something like that. This is from the very get-go, the recognition of the communion of the saints. You know, And St. Paul recognizes that. St. Peter recognizes that. They recognize that there's this... There's this larger communion um, with all the body of Christ and that we're one body in this, not just on earth, but with those in heaven as well and vice versa. Yeah. 
that's great. And you know, we probably could have you know, we could probably have two more episodes on oh, this. Maybe we will. Maybe we should. Talking more about the Saints. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, this is you know, I've really enjoyed this conversation and I hope everyone else does too. Um and yeah, you can look forward to two more um two more uh, podcast episodes about about saints and um what that all looks like so yeah make sure to tune in next week uh, thank you for tuning in this week and we will talk to you later may god bless you and may jesus christ be praised